Hello Grafters, welcome back. I think I've not done one of these in a little bit of a while because in the last one that we had our intro of the sketch so we sort of switched it up a bit and did a bit of an alternate intro. But, guess what Grafters? It's fucking Christmas! Yes, it's that weird time of the year where you're either really fucking busy or you're really fucking not. So, this episode is what you've all been waiting for as well. It's our drunk Christmas episode. Me and Ellen polished off quite a bit of alcohol. We had a combination of mulled wine, apple sours, lambrini, lemonade. It all sort of went down. But it was really good fun. And we've woke up this morning and me and Ellen have discussed that actually that cocktail is the way forward because we haven't woken up with a hangover. So that's pretty good. So there you go. It's a way forward. Drink some lambrini, you know, apple sours, mulled wine and all that sort of stuff. So... I'm just sort of going to go straight into it, really, because I know you've all been sort of dying to hear it. We've, I think we've composed ourselves pretty well in this in this recording. There is definitely times we can hear we go off on tangents and things, that's so why I do apologise, but you know what happens when you're drunk, you go off on rants and tangents and things like that. So, enjoy the episode, and I'll see you after. <laughs> Oh God, it's the end of the year where you see all over Facebook people's New Year's resolutions and then reflective posts on what I need to do for next year. Right, definitely need to save more receipts for my taxes and do my tax earlier. Even though you know you'll still be sat there on January the 29th next year, still not have saved any receipts and you're doing your tax last minute. I've had a bit of a quiet year this year in terms of acting, so I need to work harder on getting more jobs. It's been a quiet year every year since you started acting. Fed up of getting no work, so do you know what? I'm going to write a play. Write one page, then give up. I need a new agent. Heard from my agent three months ago when they asked me to update my tagman calendar. Also seen on social media all their other clients have bought them Christmas presents to butter them up. Probably why I don't get any auditions. Need to find a better day job. I will still be sat in the call centre next year, attending my fifth miserable Christmas party in a row. Definitely need to get to the gym. Go for two months, then don't go again, but still need to pay because you didn't read the T's and C's properly and you signed up for 12 months. Collaborate and network with more creatives. Going to the pub with a group of actors in the same position as me doesn't class as networking. Uh, yeah, I need to do see more shows and read more plays. See one West End show, then realise I can't afford to do this constantly. I'm not doing panto again. Get cast in the 2022 panto of Mother Goose. I need to quit my Mandy subscription. Start membership again in July as I became desperate. This year, I'm definitely not doing unpaid work. Gets to halfway through the year, you've had one commercial audition and get desperate, so you do a profit share show in Camden Fringe. I think I need to get new headshots and a new showreel. Even though I did update them just about five months ago, but maybe I don't look edgy enough or haven't got my comedy face at the right angle. Gonna do more workshops. Just do the one in January. Well, it's one more than last year. Maybe I'll become a voice actor. Recording your phone, you're doing two lines of reading a book in different accents. Job done. Write to more casting directors. Never happens. Need to set goals and set up a five to ten year plan. Satya, five to ten years later, still needing to set up a five to ten year plan. Need somewhere to vent, 
So I might start a podcast. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Grafters! Merry Christmas! Oh yes, so uh, this is our drunk episode that we're going to do for you. Uh, at this point, me and Ellen have polished off uh, some mulled wine. We're... <laughs> We've uh, half a <laughs> bottle of sours. We've Ooh. actually made the pure graph cocktail, which is sours, uh, lambrini, and lemonade. So that, that is, is now the new pure graph cocktail. That is class. That is class S- in a glass. <laughs> class <laughs> in a glass. Soon to be rolled out nationwide in all the clubs. We're going to sell it for millions on this podcast, yeah. and our lives are just going to change forever. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, but yes, Merry Christmas. Um, Can you believe it's Christmas, man? I know. It feels like last year, this time last year, it was Christmas. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what a dad joke that is. <laughs> it's a weird time. Oh, it's uh, nice. Christmas for actors and creatives, isn't it? Because, like you rightly said earlier, you are all or nothing. Yeah. You're either working... You know, fucking two shows a day, th- uh, eight shows a week on Panto or whatever, or touring around the country in Panto, or you're currently like me, doing absolutely fuck all. Auditions yeah. have dried up. Yeah. Agents are wrapping up for the year, and so is everyone else. And I'm just hating life. It's just, <laughs> it is. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It is mad. I think for me, I've as an actor, I've started to as an actor. actor. I think I've started to relate Christmas as, as as being busy and a bit mad mm. because I think when I go home for Christmas, when I go back up north, yeah, I like to feel like I've deserved the week off. Yeah. So yes, I'm doing shock horror, T I E panto. Shock uh, horror. <laughs> shock horror. Cheers. Hey. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, every cliche. <laughs> every cliche is going to be a shot horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, shot horror. I'm doing panting around schools. Luckily, it's for an amazing company who I've got a lot of respect for. They're, they're like an old school rap company. Love them. Um, I love rap companies. Yeah, honestly, they need to be brought back. They, they do, they do. To, like today, we had a man uh, step in who's worked for the rep company for about well, he's owned it for all his life, so he's seventy three, and he stepped in to be our father, and uh, hadn't hadn't looked at the script for three years, but because he'd be shut up and he just fucking did it. Just did it. Oh my. God, that's, yeah, that's impressive. It, it was really, really good. I mean, he didn't have a clue where to stand on the stage. Yeah, I, I, I am enjoying it, but it is mad. If you're not doing that... But then, you see, I had a bit of a mad panic, didn't I? Before? That's what part of my breakdown was when I was like, well, what am I going to do for Christmas contract? Obviously, didn't get the big job that yeah. I wanted, which would have been Christmas. But um, it is... And then if you don't... But the thing is... the. You know what, right? Even if you're in big time panel, is it going to change your career? No, it will not. It won't change your career. But the fucking money yeah. involved in—I uh, have to specify this—residency pantos um. is a fucking joke. Panto. I won't ever say a bad thing about panto in terms of. Um, oh no. Nah. 
because Panto is the, is the first job, uh, my first professional job. And I remember I did it in Newport in Wales uh, while I was still in uni. And it was just brilliant. I tell you what, I actually had to find value in myself because I originally got taken on as one of the kids, even though I wasn't yeah. one of the kids, but because they'd hired in the uni, they wanted more grown-up people for Robin Hood. They wanted mm. the merry men rather than just kids. <laughs> they went straight to the uni, and they were impressed with my sort of all-round sort of commitment to it. But I said, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm working in Costa Coffee. That's right, I'm going to have to do one show on, one show off. And they're like, we'll need you for the full run. I was like, well, you're not paying me. I need to fucking make a living. Yeah. And then I said to them, I said, well, that's, it's either that or I won't be in it. And they yeah. said they were so impressed with me. They were like, there we go. We'll give you, we'll give you your first, we'll give you uh, money for it. And I felt so embarrassed, but I, I should never no. feel embarrassed but by asking for money. You know what, Tom? That's a shot horror. Oh! oh. Yeah, shot horror. <laughs> a company trying to get away with paying less. Mm. But then I got paid £500 a week. Yeah. £500 a week? I was fucking buzzing for my first professional yeah. job. I was like, hee <laughs> Money. Marcel I was. Yeah. Marcel in Robin Hood. <laughs> Smashed it. <laughs> and you know, just, and do you know what? Everyone loves a panel. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, I think, what's kind of happened over time, though, is... The Z-list culture, we're not oh, going to name any names and we're not going to name any types of uh, particular panels that really go for them. Mm. But that Z-list culture of, you know, if, if you've done this once, then, you know, you're a celeb or whatever. I think it, it, it for a little bit, like, kind of brought the tone down. But actually, as a performer, as an actor, you're, you're having a crease. You're no. getting paid to have a crease. You're acting... It's the best thing to get in the Christmas spirit. Look, I'm not being funny, but I know people, you know, Panto is made for Z-listers. It's not just made, it is! It's made for the fucking Well, yeah, because you don't nobody. really need to act. No, and it's made yeah. for absolute nobodies, really. But they're there as the celebrity pull. Like, so in Bolton, we've got that fucking, what's he called? Ooh, I could crush a grape, that man. He's he's the Bolton. He's normally the Bolton celeb. Who the hell is that? I can't. It's not Victor Meldrew. What's he for? I can't remember his name. But it's always like related to your town or city. Yeah, like, so yeah, when yeah. I did the Newport one, there was the guy. There was the dentist from my family, not the fucking main guy. His assistant, and he was grew up in Newport. It's just it was like like absolute. What, that he was an actual dentist. No, no, no. So in, have you ever seen my family? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so my family, there was the main guy. And the dentist and that. Yeah, and then oh. the, but he was the, he was the dentist's like, sidekick and that. I thought you meant literally like Bolton's dentist. No, was like, oh, I'll do Panto. Bolton teeth. Oh, I'm known for my world-class fillings. <laughs> I'm going to do my fucking Panto. Do you really need a crown? I'll fucking get in there for you and sing you a song. But anyone can get in Panto and that's... A shot horror. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> Anyone getting my own. Like that, there was the whole um, Stacey Solomon thing, wasn't there? When she was in uh, out filming for I'm a Celeb, then she came back, literally came back the day before they were about to go on stage, and she didn't know her lines, so she had the lines in a book, like a fairy book, while she was on stage, and she was reading script. You're sure. While she was on stage, and there's me just burping. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but that's it's ridiculous. Mm. But 
that's what panto culture is. It's it's fucking but then, good old fashioned family. Yeah, fun. but you know what? It, it's such a good laugh. Regard. You know what? I'll actually say one of one of our biggest panels. I mean, we've got some brilliant panels up north, and I've got a lot of friends and a lot of panels up north. But one of the biggest one is a kudos one. Obviously, yeah. they've got the biggest budget, and I swear they don't get a big name because we've kind of now got this tradition mm. of quite local um, performers. It's kind of a running joke up Newcastle. Like if you get into panel, then you know you've got a job for life at that. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, and it, yeah. it is it is great, and it's lovely. It's like to have them little traditions, and I know that families that I know people that don't ever go to the theatre ever. But panto is the thing that they see the every time, year for yeah. Christmas. So, you know, it's it's one of them things that's still kind of connecting the everyday person to the arts. And it is. They, they won't go, they, you know, every other time of the year they will not go and see whatever's in that theatre, you, know, yeah. you know. Whether it's commercial, whether it's, you know, fringe or whatever. But for panto, oh, even oh though, you know, the dads reluctantly fucking go, they yeah. love it a little but, bit. Oh, they, of course God, they do. And it's good for the kids of the community. They get to see their little fucking precious cherub there on stage yeah. with fucking Katie Price or whatever. <laughs> she ain't a cherub. No, but they're there on a big stage, yeah. and you know, and and it's great. Panthers are very good for the community. They're very good for getting your first professional credit, and uh, and they're just, they're just absolute ball. They're so and they have fun much it. fun because once you once you know your part. You, that's it. You, you're done. Yeah. You just fucking have a laugh every single night. It's hard because you're doing, you know, two shows a day, maybe sometimes three. Three today. Um, oh, well Probably. done. Um, well done, Ellen. You're working in the industry. Thank, thank you. Um, and that's it. That's it's good. Yeah. Got old fashioned family fun. <laughs> fun for everyone. There for all the family. He's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> but then on the flip side if you're not in that you do it now you'd literally no one no one's looking for a job no one's auditioning no, no one gives a shit what you're doing because no. you're not doing anything so then you've got to go home there's no else you can do. you've got to get ready to boot that train home for crimbo and you never know when to go home you never know when is the best time to go home for crimbo because family I love you and I know some of you listen but I'm sorry I can't spend too long there. I'm sorry, but, I, you know... There's so much fucking drama you can handle. <laughs> there's only so much northern crap. There's only, yes, there's only so much northern you can fucking handle in a week. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm lucky. I've still got... I've, well, I say, I say I'm lucky. My room, right? Sorry, man. At least you've got a fucking no, room. I've got a room, right? But it's like a time capsule. It has not changed since I left. Really? Right? Oh no, this is this. I don't know if I really should admit this, right? No, come on, admit it. When I was home last year, I dug, <laughs> I dug to the bottom of my washing basket. Guess what I found? But you still got a washing basket in your room, and yes. you don't even live there. Yes. And why are you still digging? There's still dirty clothes in there. Yes, and guess oh, what I found? What? A school polo shirt. <laughs> Ellen. How long have you been out of school? About five years. It's that fucking polo shirt has been festering <laughs> at the bottom of your basket because for five I years. Swear, look, Goodness, it is, but I know what you mean. But I've, I've got quite a big family, so I've got a lot of people to see. Yeah. But what I forget is, at home, you've got all your nips, right? And you've got all your non-industry people. You've got everyone... Nips? nips. Let's drink for nips. Non-industry people. Shut her Yeah, yeah. You've got all your nips... They only have a couple of days off. 
Yeah. There's us planning a week off. I know. And you've got to try and fit it around what everyone else's timetable is. Yeah. You know, and some people are... Well, I, the thing is with me, I've got a dad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wasn't born in a test tube. I've got a dad, everyone. The thing is, um, he's I'm... got a dad. <laughs> I've, tried, I've got a dad who's a chef who works in the hospitality industry and for anyone who works in the hospitality industry knows that Christmas is the fucking absolute busiest time for hospitality. But yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird old little time, isn't it? Yeah. Then you start... And you sit, you sit there oh, with your family, God. you get quizzed. So, what have you done this year, Tom? What have yeah. you done this year, Ellen? You know, what have you achieved in your acting career? Yeah. Fuck off, Nan. <laughs> Fuck off. Same old. He asked us this time last year, and it's the same fucking answer. Yeah, you dickheads. Yeah, and but you know what? It's, and again, I get annoyed at myself because I always overcompensate. I always do that. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, when well, I did this, and you know, that, that might lead to this, and blah, blah, blah. Then I leave the situation, I'm like... Oh, just be proud of what you've actually done rather yeah. than like flowering it up just because you think it's not valid enough to be yeah. seen as a successful yeah um, I'm out of drink now you need to fucking hurry up <laughs> we've established as a Geordie I'm really shit at shots and yeah. down and stuff so but then but then obviously the Christmas time ends and then you're in that weird fucking period uh, between Christmas and New Year where you've no idea what the fucking day of the week it is. Can't tell you. Time, your elbow. I wouldn't even know what what time it is during the day. Yeah. But you just live off fucking turkey butties for a week <laughs> or Christmas butties, you know, any anything. And then you end up by the end of the week where you just got the Brussels sprouts left and yeah. like Brussels sprouts and butter on a fucking bread. <laughs> Christ. Do you live in the 20s? <laughs> Mate, in my family, food does not go to waste. Yeah, no, you too. eat every last fucking drop. Yeah. And if, if Brussels sprouts end at the end, well, that's it. You're having Brussels it. sprout fucking sandwiches. Bro- broccoli butties. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, as you heard the, the sketch at the beginning, then you, in that week, because you've got fuck all to do, you start to fucking overthink things because you've stopped still yeah. for a little bit and you overthink yeah. all the shit. You're like, oh, God, what what am I going to do for 2020? What What's happened in 2019? What have I done so far? Yeah, what do I need to improve on? What? Oh. And you know what? It's, you, you start... In that in them, like, seven days between Christmas and New Year, you can slowly just start feeling the most unproductive person you've ever been. Because, yeah. Because my life isn't completely consumed with fucking actor shit for that week. By the end of it, you're like, "Hey God, what am I gonna do? Oh, I need, no. I need, I need to do this, and I need to do that, and and then by January comes, and you're absolutely frantic, and you're like, "Well, this year is the year." But yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is my it. year. But then, yeah. but then, in, but that's the thing when when you're in January, you actually get really productive. But actually, it's a yeah. really shit time to get productive because yeah. the industry is just slowly yeah. starting well, back January, up. January is kind of like our oh, summer, isn't it? Like January is when people, you know, big casting directors will go on holiday because they know nothing's massively going to yeah. be cast. 
the agent is probably having a week or two off in January. Like, yeah. But meanwhile, we've had a week off with like... We're all revitalised and ready to go. Full of absolute shit food and, yeah. you know, drunken antics. And then you're like, right, this is it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down. I'm going to have an admin day. Yeah, admin day. Do your taxes. <laughs> January's <laughs> always tax time. Yeah, with two hours to go before the deadline. Yeah. Yeah, it's about... It's, we start thinking of all the things we haven't done. <laughs> I've got that, no answer, Ellen. That, <laughs> That's like asking me what's the meaning of fucking life, Ellen. Like, I've got but no why? answer to that. Literally. But why is it? Is that is that like is that social constraints that we've been put upon us? Like, is that wh- why is it that at the end of the year, as humans, you're like, I haven't done. But if you broke it down, you you have made improvements. You have made developments. I, I think with 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 this is that. Y- because it's not been consistent, and because yeah. you've had short bursts of really good... It's like, man, it's like 2019 has been a pretty shit year for me in terms of acting work. But actually, when I think about it, I've actually done nice little things in between it. But because it's not been consistent, mm. and it's been short, condensed bursts yeah. in terms of what I've done, um, you just sort of forget about it, and, and you sort of generalise the entire year as being shit. But actually, yeah. thinking about it, even though 2019 for me has not been a great year, I actually think back and go... Fucking hell, if I didn't do this in 2019, 2020 would have been shit. So I've got myself a new agent. You know, I've got a fucking um, alternate uh, muggle day job, um, Mm. which I really enjoy, you know, programming the festival and things like that. So I have done things, but again, because it's not consistent and I have had my, you know, previous acting work come out this year. But again, it's it's consistent. Yeah, and you know what, my flatmate, Ellie... Um, she said the other day that she saw, which I thought was a really great way to put it, was she saw 2019 as planting seeds. And it's yes. to reap the benefits the year after. Oh, I'm not that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Sometimes it's not about getting the big break. It's about planting them little ideas in other people's heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could then go on next year to thrive from. From? To thrive from. Right, yeah. To end this segment... What is your one goal that you want to achieve this time next year by the end of 2020? Right. By this time next year, I'm going to have top top of the ladder agent. Yeah? Yeah, I am. Dream I agent, am. go. Oh, no. And you know what? Dream agent is just on the PMA list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone who's fucking classified, who is just up there. That is, that is what's going to happen. And I'm yeah. not going to take anything less. Yeah. Yours? Mine is... So I've just signed for one of my dream agents, which I'm really happy with. Sorry to rub it in, Ellen. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but for them to really come good for me in 2020 and get me a really... Just a really good... Uh, I really want to go into TV, so I'd love a really good TV credit on my on my CV. So by the end of 2020, I want my current agent to have come good, which I know they will, yeah. but just to get that one TV credit um, that I really sort of crave. Yeah. That's the goal. Goals. Okay, so we've taken a break, me and Ellen. We've now polished off a whole bottle of apple sours, a bottle of Lambrini. Um, we're feeling it, I think. Yeah. Um, however, this next segment, I'm uh, a bit obsessed with this segment on BBC Radio 1. I don't know if you've all seen it, but it's called Unpopular Opinion. Heard it. Heard, sorry, yeah, heard it. 
It's called Unpopular Opinion. It's also on YouTube, so I have seen it as well. Oh, okay. Um, so we thought we'd do our own unpopular opinion about the arts industry in general. So me and Ellen will come up with a few unpopular opinions. Whether you agree with them, whether you don't, tweet in, Instagram in, let Facebook in, let us know. And if you've got your own unpopular opinions, we'd love to hear them as well. But I just think it's, it's just a bit of good fun. Um, so I'll go first. Okay. First one. Q&As with casting directors are a waste of time. Oh. Unpopular opinion. Because I don't agree that you pay, what's, I mean, I've seen some of them go for anywhere between 40 and 80 pound to just sit there and get a Q&A yeah. with a casting director. We all know what a casting director fucking does. Yeah. They see you, if they think you're right, you cast. What do you need their advice for? If you want advice about casting directors, you can go online and see it for free. What do you want to pay? It's because people they sell you that fucking false hope yeah, yeah. That, that if you go there with your CV, yeah. that you're going to get cast straight away and they're going to see you. And I, and, I, and I get it, and I get it that, you, you know, if you've been a bit down and you want to go to these workshops and these casting directors and you think, if I meet them, they might, there's that off chance. And yes, there may be, but you don't need to pay for it. To be in the same fucking no, room as no, them. I think I agree, and I think I agree with that. Do you know they prey on the vulnerability because they know that we think, what if, and what they're looking for? Yeah, they sell you what they dangle that carrot, and it is the what if. Yeah, that's all it yeah. is. And and with that what if, you'll pay whatever it takes because you you think that that's priceless. And the amount of people that have come with their CV and that. And at the end of the session, they hand their CV in at the end to the casting director, and <sighs> it's a bit cringe. And you know it's a bit right. Yours. Right. I don't know how popular this is. I don't know. But you might. I don't think you need to watch all the classic films. I agree. Do you? No, I agree with that. Do you? The amount. It depends what you. I think it's again. It's an opinion on what you define as a classic film. If you're going to talk about fucking like. Jaws and E.T. and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I get, you know, they get classic films. But there's films that are in the fucking, like, 1920s or whatever. Or the, I remember in uni when you learn about fucking Citizen Kane and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I, I don't care. And also, some of the old school shit is really bad acting. Yeah. No, I agree with you. But then you meet some actors that are like, what, you haven't seen? Blah, blah. And I'm like, nah. Right, come on then. This will be more, or even more unpopular. Name some, what you deem as classic films that you've not seen. Oh, you know, you tell me films and I, I, I literally would be like, nah. I've not seen The Godfather. I've not seen Rocky. I've not seen, uh, name some more. And I bet you haven't seen them. Classic films. I've seen Nana Lord of the Rings. <gasps> Nana Harry Potter. Not, like, uh, Lords? Goodness me, mate. Well, we'll just send that one there because <laughs> you obviously know I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. <laughs> Next one. Monologues in auditions are completely out of date. Expand. I, for example, drama schools. Um, why are you performing a monologue? I've been in this industry now for a few years and I've never performed a fucking monologue for an audition. I know. No. I have. Have you? Yeah. A lot? Uh, mm, I'd say 50-50. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just think they're completely out of date. I just but don't... What, what else could you show? 
as your actor. Well, any time that I've ever done it, you do like a scene or you do... Because the thing with me, monologues don't show off your complete acting range. Half of half of acting is listening and responding. Oh. I like what you've done there. No, it is though. It's true. So yeah. I think with, with, with monologues, you're only showing one side of your acting... Um, and I think duologues or you yeah. know scenes, yeah. you're going to show your acting more more when you're when you're responding to someone else speaking to you and listening. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Really, like, what is a monologue? Like a monologue, so unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. That, nah. Yeah. Okay. You've you've you've. Have I convinced you? You've convinced us with that because I us know I, your I, thoughts on that, guys. I started with that one very yeah. against, but I'll I'll take it. Go. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. should sit and absolute silence when waiting to go into an audition hmm. I, I sort of agree I think it depends where you are so I've just done a, I did an audition recently um, like two weeks ago I, I quite like normally I, I, I do hate talking to people in auditions uh, commercial auditions I don't know you wouldn't have a bit of chit chat but like if you're in for an actual character role I get it you want to get in the zone and all that sort of stuff but I was in for a character role recently, and I was up. Uh, it's my first ever audition up north, guys. Can you believe that? I'm a fucking northerner, and it's my first audition up north. And it was actually really nice. It actually really relaxed um, me. Well, yeah, so. But it depends about the people in the audition room, because it's people that fucking do it to psych you <laughs> yeah, out, don't they? Exactly. So I think. I did not When I did that audition up north, and yeah, yeah. everyone was chatting, and it was lovely, and everyone. And, I don't know if this is a Northern South thing though, because mm. an audition up north, everyone is. It I, is different. I, I feel like there's a little bit more of a genuine route for each other. Yeah. In London. That's an unpopular opinion. That's an unpopular. That's a, that's that a, is a, that, that is a big a unpopular very, opinion. Yeah, that's, that is a big old stereotype if I've ever said one. North um, be the South. Yeah, as but usual. it's true. It's true. What Carry is on. It? Um, but what I found down south is. I don't give a shit what you're saying. You don't give a shit what I'm saying. We're never going to see each other again. We're really. literally in competition. Yeah. And we've both got brown hair. We're both white. And the only thing I've got on you is that I've got a northern accent. And probably don't even need that. So let's just not talk about it. Yeah. But, but, I'll contradict myself. Because I am the first person. When someone else comes out the room, I'm like, eh, how was it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? So, so I, you're contradicting your own unpopular opinion. But, on the other hand... You can drink for that. Uh, Contradict your own fucking yeah, opinion. that's a shot horror. Um, I don't know, I think... Do you not just think... Because if you think about everyday jobs... When people are waiting to go into the interview room, they don't they? Oh, oh yeah. Do you know such a? Oh god. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah, know? Yeah. It's so fake and false. Yeah, I get it. So let's just cut the bullshit, unless we. Oh, and there's always some people that are like, I, I recognise you. <laughs> were you. Were you? Were you? Were you? Yes. Yeah. We're all actors. We probably have seen each other a million times, but let's just pass over that because we don't actually know each other. I agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's another psych out kind of situation because I was in an audition once and this girl was literally like, eh, eh, fancy seeing you here. Eh, hi, or babe, you're at an audition. Anyway, moving on. I've got two more. One, immersive experiences 
Like London Dungeons oh. is not a real acting credit. Oh. That's quite controversial. That's very controversial. What do you think? So I hundred percent see why. I know you've done stuff like this before. Not, Similar. Not them. Not long controversial. Them controversial like a yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done immersive stuff, but not not where it's been like that. But things like scare mazes, yeah. things like. Uh, Shrek the fucking adventure they're not real but the thing is right what what you've got to say is a lot so a lot of actors see them jobs as an alternative to a it's a day job that's a, what it a, is a it is a day yeah, job it is, it but is. I know people that have put them on their fucking acting CVs yeah yeah that's the thing but the, the thing is though Tom they're hard to get out of yeah they are have you seen their contracts yeah they're really if, well if you're if you're like in London Bridge Dungeons yeah. you are there for the year as yeah. if you're on West End. It's a hard one, that, because I totally see why someone would go for it, because you're not sat at a desk, you're not, uh, you know, doing a shit job. You are acting, you're getting up, you're acting every day, you're reading a script, you're learning a script, you're using your skills. Is that an acting job? When is an acting job an acting job, and when's it not? That's true. You are acting in it. This is what I mean. Ooh, I've contradicted my own opinion, Drake! Shock. Shot her. Shot her. No, it's true. Mm. You are acting it, but... It's a, it's a difficult one. I get it. Anyway, right, right this is going to cause... I'm sorry, guys. This is going to cause the most... I think they're going to cause an uproar. Oh. And it's quite a controversial opinion. I don't like Shakespeare. Oh, I think it's really overrated in this day and age. I think I think where it stems from with me is that I'm not a fan of the language. Maybe it's because I don't understand it Maybe. 100% of the time. Yeah. Uh, I get that it's very beautiful in terms of listening to it. I get that. But in terms of... Uh, I just think Shakespeare is so fucking overdone. It has been done... In every yeah. way, shape and form yeah. you can even think of. It's been done yeah. all female cast, it's been done all male cast, it's been set in fucking it, yeah. on the moon, it's, it's been, been modernised. It has been yeah. fucking done to death. There is no new way of doing <laughs> fucking Shakespeare. It needs to take a 50 year break and then come back and do it again because it's done to fucking death. And I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's a drink talking, but I can't do it anymore. No, I, you know what? The globe, you've fucking done it, mate. You've completed it. <laughs> Stick to your fucking tours. We all like to look around the globe. We don't need to see any more Shakespeare. And it's all the same shows. It's all the same ones. You don't see two men in Verona doing it, but yeah. you see fucking Romeo and Juliet yeah. done a hundred thousand times every yeah. year, and the yeah. fucking Midsummer Night's Dream. But yeah. fucking hell, man! No, I, I, I oh, I think I might be a bit swayed here, like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know why? Right. No. Listen. Right. Let's be devil's advocate. If you do it in little bits, it's fine. But it's done all the fucking time. Yeah. But do you know, do you know what it is? Right. Fuck the audience. Doing Shakespeare as an actor. It's like being given gas and air when you're pregnant. It's like that. Oh, I'm such an actor. 
Oh yeah. Do you know? And it's so You're there with your polo neck and your fucking skull in your hands. Yes. Yeah. And and you're saying everything and the the weirdest syntax, like everything is fucked, but you understand it and you just feel like God. Yeah, that's true. So I think as an actor, it doesn't do you no harm to do it. But no. I think it's the feeling on stage that listen to me and the dog's bollocks because true. I can do Shakespeare. Yeah. On the audience, as the other hand, is it that interesting? Is well, that you... why we need these million revivals? Yes. Well, I'm not being funny, Ellen, but you went to see, was it the midnight showing? Of, yeah. Yes. And it was five pound a ticket. So yes, in some ways, it's cheap. Accessible theatre. But who can be fucking arsed, stood on their feet <laughs> for three and a half hours? We don't. I don't need to. If I want to stand on my feet for three and a half hours, I'll commute in London. But, but when you're listening, yeah, but I'm not being funny. But no one reads Shakespeare and goes, "I fucking fully understand that." On the first read, <laughs> they always go. On that, what's that? Ah, oh, what's that website called where you've got the English translation on the side of it? Bite-sized notes. Smashed it. <laughs> we all go on bite-sized notes. Yeah, and it's like it's like Shakespeare has the most complicated thing, and then the, the translation's like, I like grass. Yeah. And you're like, e. Did we need that? Give it a rest. Did we need that paragraph, that stanza? Yeah. To be translated. <laughs> Cool. There we go. I like well, I like that one. Guys, let us know what you think of our unpopular opinions. Submit your own unpopular opinions. But I just can't be asked. <laughs> so here we are. Audition stories of the week. <laughs> Christmas edition. Yes. Um, so these aren't really audition stories. These are, uh, are just funny, artsy stories at Christmas. I'm just going to go straight in. That was nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I had a bit of a snotty nose from my fag outside. Here we go. I once played a tree in a play. It was that warm I passed out. I only had a word to say. Oh. And I was on the floor before I could say it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> that is literally one word. I wonder what the word was. Geronimo. <laughs> Timber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, next shit. one. Doing kids theatre at Butlins uh, at oh. Christmas. My ass of a colleague passed me a. <laughs> my classic. <laughs> My arse of a colleague. <laughs> My arse of a colleague passed me a condom during Agadu and asked me over and over why I wasn't doing the actions properly. I didn't find it funny. Oh, that's, oh. Oh, that's brilliant. Passing a condom during Agadu. Goodness gracious. Oh, That'd be quite hard to Imagine you drop that in front of the kids. <laughs> Mummy, where do babies come from? What is that big plastic balloon? Is that a water balloon? Goodness. No, that's an Agadu. <sighs> Next one. I've been a father Christmas for the last three years. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. And there have been some sweet moments. <laughs> sweet, sweet moments uh, and comments from the kids. Here are a few. I want a dog for Christmas, Santa, but Daddy said you don't don't take live animals in the sleigh because it acts as kidnapping. Oh, God. <laughs> 
steep. Santa, I can name all of your reindeer. I say, yes, okay, go on. Uh, Donna, Dixon, I don't know the rest. <laughs> Another one. I'm at a garden centre this year and each family receives a little baby Christmas tree to plant. One boy took his and said gratefully, oh, well, we've got more oxygen now. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a very smart kid. <laughs> I wonder how old that, that was. That must have been in Kew Gardens. Yeah. Uh, another one. I taught English to Italian children in a TIE pantomime, and we were just uh, and we were we were just doing Robin Hood. The class gets to dress up as the characters, and we say the lines, and they repeat them. So oh. I said, "I'm Friar Tuck," and the boy confidently <laughs> confidently yelled, "I'm Tia Fuck." <laughs> Their English may need a little bit of work. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> this one was from today. Literally, about an hour ago. Oh, doing... like it happened today. Yeah. Oh, you mean, like they've got involved. Yeah, this was too. sent in today. Literally, about an hour ago, doing the chase scene in this year's panto, doing mid-floss, the backdrop begins to collapse. <gasps> I'm living my best life, not knowing what's going on around me, still flossing while my other castmates have to run and save the set. Chase becomes chaos. Little girl begins to cry as the castle has fallen to pieces. Somehow we got through and saved it before the end of the track. Hectic times. That is hectic times. That is 100%. Uh, Another one. I was playing the genie in a pantomime version of Aladdin a few years back and there was a bit of a fairly acrobatic dance involved. Now, back in drama school, we were always advised to wear wide fronts instead of boxers <laughs> when dancing, as they provide a bit more support. And for the press night, when all the reviewers attend, I did just that. About halfway through the performance, I was in the middle of a routine, and I managed to get my trousers caught in a piece of set. I just heard this massive rip, and when I looked oh. down, I realised the entire audience could see... My little tiny whiteies. Oh, oh, they got a little bit more they can bargain for. Oh. That's an adult panto, I think. <laughs> Five stars all around. Now, this one starts off great. I knocked out Widow Twanky. <laughs> Strong start. Strong start. He bent down just as I was lifting my leg to do a thigh slap. Oh, classic. And my, and my knee went straight into his face. He just lay on the floor for like 10 seconds, but then he got up and carried on. But that 10 seconds doesn't sound like much. But when you're on stage, it feels like a lifetime. Oh, God, yes. I've had that this week, yeah. Terrible. That is awful. Uh, Another one. This is the last one. Had a really bad heckler once. This guy just stood up during a scene and yelled at the top of his lungs, This is shit. (gasps) Then threw a Guns N' Roses t-shirt on the stage and walked out. Hashtag pretty random. <laughs> so ridiculous. Guns N' Random. G- guns N' Random. Why would you throw a Guns N' Roses t-shirt? Wait, did he already have the Guns N' Roses t-shirt with him? Was he... Was he or was he wearing it and wearing just walked it? out topless? <laughs> Rebel. Please send that in uh, and just clarify yeah, that for us a little bit. You wanted to have a spare Guns N' Roses t-shirt like hanging out your back pocket. No, maybe it was like a promoter for Guns N' Roses. And he just maybe it was all of it. Yeah, it was a big marketing con, yeah. con bastards. Um, 
Well, there we go, guys. Sorry about the waffling. We have had a little bit to drink. Is this what happens when you've had a pure graft cocktail? You just... It's going to roll out the nation. It's going to change people's lives. So we're going to make or break us, Tom. It's definitely going to break but us. But you know what? We need to just evaluate and we need to summarise, right? Grafters, you have done amazing. You have grafted throughout this year. Yeah. Finish on a high. Don't don't get yourself in that what haven't I done? Think of what you've done. Yeah. And set yourself realistic goals. Yeah, yeah. Underestimate yourself. Don't like say, me. oh, by the end of the year, I'm going to be a Steven Spielberg film. You might well do, but just set yourself some realistic goals. Yeah, absolutely. Just like I did, I said one good job. Yeah. Done it. Like, um. And at the end of the year, like the end of the day, I've had a pretty shitty 2019 in terms of acting. But then you've just got to focus on the positives that you have done. So for me, you know, I, I wrote my own play. I got it, you know, got I got it put on. My film got released this year. Got that a I new agent. It, got a new agent and things like that. But they were just small segments of the year. And it's quite easy to forget about what yeah. the, the positive things you yeah. have achieved in 2019 or, the, you know, whatever. New year. New, new me. Just have a good Christmas. Enjoy it. Relax. Have time off. Yeah. Have Live life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll be back in the new year as well. We'll take a little bit of a Christmas break because we fucking deserve oy, it. Oi, oi, oi. We're like a fucking BBC series. We're doing six episodes uh, and then we'll be back in the new year with more grafting stories and things like that. If there's anything you think that we can improve on in the new year, let us know. Yeah. Um, just, just, you know, this is your podcast as much as it is ours. Just let us know what you want us to do and we'll fucking do and it. And it makes our week or whenever we do it, listening to what you've got to say the stories are brilliant and yeah it's it's so good that we've got this little network where we're just supporting each other and just egging each other on to keep grafting that's yeah. what you need sometimes you just need someone to say keep grafting just and that's keep fucking grafting in 2019 and in 2020 <laughs>there we have it Grafton that was the end of our drunk festive Christmas episode I've just got to apologise because I was listening back to it and I just realised when me and Ellen get drunk we swear a lot maybe you can play a drinking game along to it you can just every time we say the word fuck or especially me have a shot you'll be smashed by the end of it with us so maybe that's a good thing you can do um but yes, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this time around, guys. Um, we've had a really good time doing it. We're going to act this as like the end of series one. Um, so when we come back in the new year, we'll, we'll do sort of series two and we might make some changes and things like that. So please get in contact. Let us know what you liked about the you know our six episodes that we have done this year. If there's anything you'd like to change, if there's anything you'd like us to add in, anything you want us to do more of. Just, like I said, it's your podcast as well as ours, guys. Just send them in. Have a... And just have a great Christmas. Like me and Alan said, just chill out. Reflect on what you've done in 2019. And make sure you go into 2020 with some amazing momentum behind you. And just have a really nice break if you can do. And just have a great, great 2020. And make sure you keep grafting on the way in there. So, as always, make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you tell your mates about it. And the more listeners we get, the more we can do with it. And that's all down to you guys. So don't forget to keep grafting. So I've been Tom Stocks. I've been Adam Lily. To all our grafters, keep grafting! grafting.